Welcome to the WeedWorks podcast. It's blunt talk about working in marijuana. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman. The point of this podcast is for you to hear stories, experiences, and opinions about working in the marijuana field. Hear firsthand field reports from people who are actually working in the cannabis industry, like business owners, human resources managers, executives, anyone who has anything to do with the exciting emerging essential cannabis sector. And we have conversations with job seekers just like you who are curious about entering the cannabis industry. We find out their stories, their backgrounds, their hopes and goals, and answer a lot of the essential questions of, will I get arrested if I work in the cannabis industry? Is there a real career path in cannabis? Will I get a living wage? Will I be treated right? All the questions that are on your mind that you've thought of or you haven't will be answered in the Weed Works Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana podcast. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends to download anywhere you get your podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman, and let me welcome you to Weed Works Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana. WeedWorks Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana is brought to you by Handgrown.Jobs. If you've always wanted a job in the cannabis industry, then look no further than Handgrown.Jobs. Handgrown.Jobs connects cannabis job seekers to cannabis employers across the nation. Go to Handgrown.Jobs, create a profile, upload your resume, and begin the search for your new cannabis career. Go to Handgrown.Jobs to get into the essential and exciting cannabis industry. Handgrown.Jobs sponsors and supports the WeedWorks Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana podcast, and we're very grateful to that organization, you should definitely check them out. If you would like to participate in the Weedworks Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana podcast and you want to share your story or you have questions, thoughts, concerns, then you can reach out to us noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through the Weedworks podcast hotline. It's area code 616-206-3240. That connects you in studio to the Weedworks podcast. Tuesdays through Thursday, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 616-206-3240. And we will help you in every way we possibly can. That is what we do here. Since we're talking about helping people, Our Cannabis is a nonprofit organization that has partnered with Weedworks. In order to better serve the cannabis community, Our Cannabis has made workforce development resources available to cannabis job seekers. It does this by helping people that want a job in the cannabis industry make resumes, practice their interview skills, and start to learn some of the practical skills that will help give you a leg up in the very competitive world of a cannabis career. Our Cannabis makes all of these resources available to community members at no cost. Our Cannabis is available to help you if you would like some assistance creating a resume, practicing your interview skills, and developing some of the skills that will help you get a job in the cannabis industry, then send an email to contact at rcannabis.org. That's contact at ourcannabis.org, and the staff will be more than happy to help you get your cannabis career growing. We look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field. Now, let's get into today's show. Okay, real quick, before we get too far into this podcast, you're going to notice that there's differences in the audio levels. And because this is my backlog, and this was recorded months ago when I had even less of an idea of what I'm doing than I do now, there's a difference in the recording levels that I had set on my device. So sorry for the inconvenience. I know it's super fucking annoying, and I hate it when podcasts do that which is why I put so much effort into learning and getting better at this. So as we work through these backlog episodes, you're probably going to find that there'll be more of these disclaimers. But be happy to know that 
as we move forward and become current with the shows that are produced and recorded in the same week, the audio, the style, everything will just continue to improve. So ride your volume. You're probably going to have to crank it up when you're listening to the podcast because when Tyler and I are talking, it seems to be very quiet. And then when I do cut-ins like this, then it seems to be very loud. So (laughs) I'm sorry about that. All right, let's move forward. (laughs) Today, we're going to be doing a follow-up with Tyler. He is one of the guys on the handgrown.jobs success stories page. And Tyler worked at a West Michigan provisioning center up until recently, and uh, he's no longer with the company. And I want to know why. I'm curious, you know, was it, uh, was it a bad fit? Was it a too long of a commute? What are the reasons that he left, you know, an essential industry and a pretty highly desirable job? Last I knew he was an assistant general manager there. We're going to dive in and get on the phone with Tyler right now and find out what the deal is. Hello, Tyler. Hey, Tyler, it's Matt Hoffman. How you doing? Oh, you know, another day at the office for me. (laughs) I hear you. Right on. Thanks for participating in the podcast. It's really helpful. I mean, just like that uh, video that we did, that was really helpful for people to kind of get an idea about what it's like to work in the industry. So if you, yeah, if you would give me a, for the people that aren't familiar with that one, I would say go watch the video, but also just give me a rundown. You know, what's your, what's your background? How did you get into the industry? And then, then let's dive into the burning questions of where you're at now. And, and then I can talk about some of the opportunities that have come across my desk recently. Started with going 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, uh, primarily in the supply chain distribution side of things for the tier three company. The passion wasn't there. It was always towards cultivation, towards cannabis for you know 20 plus years. Kept pretty good focus on on the, the, the news and everything happening with Michigan and cannabis and legalization and everything and try to stay proactive and ahead of the wave and, and get ahead and see what was out. And, uh, you know, kept my, my ears to the ground and heard of uh, hand-grown jobs and saw the uh, the big event that you had a couple years back downtown here, and, and that was quite a, a large gathering. And, yeah. Uh, I, I threw a resume out there to a couple of people, and uh, and then um, you know it was like a I think it was like about a week later I heard heard back from somebody and just went from there. Yeah, that's that uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really you know it, it's exciting for me because I get to watch the process of, of people come in and then then onboard and then go and get a job. So there hasn't been a lot of career migration in the industry. Usually when someone comes onto a company, a couple of things happen. Either the company folds, gets bought out, or people stay there and, until life takes them someplace else. There's stories and things like that, but we really haven't run across too many, at least in, in Western Michigan and Michigan in general, of too many like bad operators where people are kind of scumbags or things like that. And, you know, there's, and there's stories both on both ends where there's people that are just not good employees. So what's the deal with the company that you were working at? Like what happened? Are you on good terms? Are you on bad terms? But how did it go down? What's, what's the story with that? Um, it was, I mean, it was a, it, it, it was a fantastic experience, you know, and it was a great uh, learning experience, obviously. Um, you know, and it was uh, a little unexpected to, 
get in on, on the, the retail side and the management of that, but, you know, it, it wasn't too different from any of the other management I experience I had. So that was really great. Uh, it was really, it was a good time to just take different directions. We're, I, I guess, you know, I, I'd say we're on healthy terms. Good. You know, it's kind of a, you go, you know, they're just kind of a different direction decision at that point. It was more of personalities here and there. There were some issues there with some higher end staff. So, but you know, other than that, it was, it was a really great experience. And I, you know, I think everyone over there on that team for all the, all the opportunities that, that, that they offered. You know, it was it was a great time. I got, I'm glad I got the opportunity because I got to see basically everything except the, the mass processing side of things. And so, you know, I got to deal exclusively with, extensively with the MRA and with workshops and, you know, the, the law side of things, which is obviously very important and an ever-shifting, ever-shifting, shape-shifting thing, too. So, so that was really good to really good to experience. So, so you you came in as assistant general manager, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yep. that's 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 what I thought. And so, would you refresh me? You wanted to work in cultivation and operations. Was that your original goal? Yeah, I guess that'd be the ideal goal. Yeah, continue to expand knowledge and, and learn in that aspect of it. But you know, again, I'm I'm open to to everything. You know, I mean is really a, a major factor was was the distance you know yeah <laughs> driving out there day in and day out which i you know no 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 are you know yelling about it or anything but it was like you know, that winter and everything was like okay <laughs> this is gonna get old real quick <laughs> yeah yeah you were commuting what about 40 minutes or so 30 30 minutes straight highway uh, it's about 30 minutes one way yeah gotcha so about an hour a day it adds up do you think the do you think the pay was worth the commute? The wage? Yeah. Did you make enough money to justify driving an hour every day? Uh, you know, I think that I think the industry right now that's a it's a it's a very I wouldn't say weak, but it's it's an area not focused on enough. I think is the um, I guess the 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 norm, the cliche norm things that other industries have in place, be it salary compensation for hourly, be for driving, working at home, you know, and not sort of these by the book expectations of, well, no, it's, it's 40 hours on, on site. I think that there may be some room for, for some progression there. The wage wise, I mean, you know, I, I think it was. I think it was okay. I don't think that the driving was ever was ever even a, a thought. Ah, okay. Do you think that there was enough organization and structure at the company you were at? Um, as in in which regard? Yeah. So <laughs> all, all around or? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, I mean, were roles clearly defined? Were expectations clearly defined? There's a lot of room for opportunity there. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Fair enough. I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity to put in more definition and by those definitions, realistic expectations, more standardized, I guess, mm -hmm. instead of kind of shooting from the hip. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of lot of uh, lot of window for opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and. Um... From my observation, there seems to be two boats. 
that most companies fall in. Either they are hyper-organized and they come with a lot of structure and rigor and framework, and that that can be that that everything can in moderation, of course. Or there can be other companies that are just like, oh my god, <laughs> we're at sea and we got to do this and that and the other. We're running around and we're doing everything, and it almost like um, writing some chaos or some madness. And it's not a personal knock against any organization anyway. That's what I've seen. Either like we're building and doing all this stuff so fast that there isn't this time to put some of those standard operating procedures and protocols and framework in place, or it just comes in and it's already there. Given your experience, would you re-enter or continue to work in the cannabis industry? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to put the cart in front of the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about your experience, which is incredibly valuable, did you sign a non-compete with them? And what were the terms... Of that non-compete, if you did, what's the radius? Like, how long is the non-compete? Uh, no, the, really the only thing I signed was uh, I can't hire anyone from them for three years. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, non-competes are, you know, I get it on both sides. I understand the company's perspective in that the standing trend is if you want the best talent in cannabis, you steal it from your competitors. So from a, from an organizational point of view, talent is the most valuable thing. So you want to protect that. And then from an employer employee's position, you know, life can, life can happen. And if let's say you were in West on the Lakeshore and you had an opportunity, you know, in your neighborhood and there was a non-compete that prohibited you from, from entering the space for a year and you couldn't work at another company in Michigan or within a hundred miles and you left on good terms. I think that's, I don't think that's a fair shake either. So non-competes are, Non-competes are tricky, but I'm I'm really happy for for both parties in this situation that that you're not bound personally by one, and I'm glad that they have some right. protections as well. That's that seems like a good yeah absolutely. Balance. And I mean uh, yeah, and I'm not obviously I'm not out stir the pot, do anything like that, and you no know, burning bridges or anything like that. And right. I, you know, it's a respectable, obvious. You hope is a expected respect. You know, but <laughs> but I mean yeah, no, there's totally understandable. No, I think that's, I think it was a great, it was a great, great agreement. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. And I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to bust anybody's out or anything, but I, I like the, I like that company and that's why I I connected everybody with them. And so that's good to hear. I mean, I'm at the end of the day, I'm still an outsider, so I don't know what goes on internally. So it's good to hear that they weren't some evil maniacal fucks that were screwing you over. You know, for now, I'd say it's a new industry and growing pains, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a lot of room for opportunity. There's and always room for growth, learning experience and everything like that. And they're very successful. I wish them all the luck, continued luck and success and everything. And they obviously have a very good foothold and being the first one of the first places in here. And, uh, I, yeah, I wish them nothing but success. And, you know, I just think it's just different mindset. That, that was basically it. It was just a, it was a healthy time to uh, take different directions and we're both pretty happy with it yeah that's good that's good i mean yeah it's it's nice when the plane lands instead of crashes and burns so that's good yeah Uh, (laughs) thinking about your time and experience you were there almost a year or so yeah how long were you there started it was a june 20 it was like june 22nd of last year okay yeah yeah so that's so do you feel like you have walked away with a greater skill set 
you feel like you've added value to yourself? Are you are you more marketable? Are you more employable? Are you more competitive now because of your your time working at that company? Uh, yeah, I I personally feel you know I speak with no ego. The experience I have is very valuable with the knowledge of extensive knowledge of metric and with POS systems, dealing with MRA and, you know, having quite a bit of background in inventory control, cycle management, uh, shipping and receiving, you know, and that just incorporates right into to any side of this industry. But really getting into the detailed industry specifics, such as the metric and the MRA and what have you, that was very valuable. Very, very valuable. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Learning the nuances of the retail side, be it the packing of the flour and and all that, which is very good to know. That was the answer I was looking for. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's play pretend for a moment. You're at the helm, and you're at the helm of your own retail operation because that's what your experience has been in. What's the first thing you do, as far as improvement? What's what's the number one thing that you would do setting the tone at at your organization? If it were like a, a dispensary or a process, I would say one of the first improvements I would say are very one of the first most important things would be to get your name get your name and your face out there. Get your be it logo, be it whatever it is that you're trying to place yourself with, get it out there. It may change, but at least the customers, your fan, your growing fan base, they have something to relate it and try to try to adhere to that. Don't I've just noticed there's a lot of uh, confusion with umbrella company names being named on name on stores as opposed to what the actual store is and everything. And it really throws a lot of confusion to the customer base and unnecessarily, I feel. Um, and that goes across the whole social media platforms is it's a real nightmare and no one has it perfected and I can't see anyone could right now with everything being just, just messed up. It's all messy, but if people are doing a really good job with what they have, but that's a big improvement would be the logo, your name, what you identify as, what's your, what, what is your mission? I guess. I think that's lacking a lot. I think that, a speed to get as many products out as fast as possible. I feel there still needs to be a an individual an individualness to it. Kind of your mission. What what are you out here for? Why why what are you what are you trying to give to the customers to your medical patients? What is it? So that's a that's a big important improvement. And then obviously vetting your your staff, making no. sure that they are knowledgeable. You can hope for. If you're extremely passionate about this, to hope for 50% of your passion from the rest of your team, and that's a good start. Yeah, thank you for that. So about staff, did you see a lot of turnover at the company you're at? No, not really. Actually, it was, it was very low turnover. Yeah. Do you think that's because of the culture? Do you think that's because of who was doing the hiring? Why do you think, why do you think that was? Why do you think people stayed? Yeah, honestly, it was, it was the lack of selection on this side of the state currently Uh, it's growing but it's still slow and you know so it's people kind of felt like well you know if i'm not happy with something where do i go from here and it was kind of well there's not a real good answer right now so it (laughs) the answer's nowhere (laughs) uh, lack of selection was a big one i see (laughs) okay interesting 
So I'm working through the backlog and listening to this episode with Tyler and things have changed in his situation. We're going to have a follow-up with him coming up probably in about two or three weeks. But one of the things that really, it really hasn't changed that much since this interview was the amount of available jobs in West Michigan. And it's a problem that Michigan specifically faces, but other, other states may face as well in that the way that Michigan wrote their medical and their recreational laws is that they let the municipalities, the cities, the townships make determinations whether they would allow cannabis activities in their community. What we saw was a disproportionate allowance from municipalities, meaning in Michigan, it was an overwhelming majority that voted yes for recreational cannabis. Medical was enacted by the legislature, so that didn't that, that was a different thing. But regardless, the decisions is left to the, the municipalities. Even now, when I'm looking at the map of Michigan, the amount of cities and towns and villages that have decided to allow these businesses to conduct business in their in their jurisdiction is still very, very low. Disproportionately low compared to the amount of people that voted yes. And that's a problem. And that's something that Tyler alluded to. Not that not that the place he was working at is a bad place to work, but it was the only option in town. Now there have been other places that have opened near it, but there's still not that many. So I would say that without getting on a political pedestal here, I would urge you guys to vote in November, vote in your local elections, talk to your municipal leaders, find out who is for cannabis and who is not, who you could talk to about it, who you could educate, who would listen and who is just going to say, no, fuck you. I'm not going to listen to you, you druggie. Get out of here. Well, the people that have those positions, they need to be voted out because they are holding you back from getting a job or you back from having wider job, wider job opportunities, more jobs available to you. So there's my, there's my activism for the day and my thoughts about how things have changed and how they have not changed. There's still much work to be done in Michigan and across the country. So do your part, get out there and vote. And let's get back to talking to Tyler. Without that passion there, um, it really wanes on the team that you're leading. It really does. Because you're, you're unique. You're in a new industry. It's just you're not passionate about what you're, what you're managing, basically, simply mm-hmm. put. And it really does show after some time. Just ideas, promotional ideas, perks for the team. It just, it changes. A lot of things change if you don't have that passion and that love for it. As far as speed, I've noticed that bud tending, you can get by with very little knowledge, but your customer base will challenge you. And (laughs) that's a huge sale factor, you know. (laughs) So it's always always worth your time to learn as much as you can. And then finally, the... The learning side, I've, I've surprisingly noticed that there's a, unfortunately, there's a lot of individual marketing out there for bud tending from specific sites and companies. and <laughs> Yeah, you're um, preaching to the choir on that can, one. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's more sort of like said, don't read anything else but ours. Right. And, and like anything else you read is complete junk and you're going, whoa, wow. You know, it's going... 
well, this isn't this isn't all true now, you know. <laughs> and as you're handing this learning information out to your team, you're like, well, ignore page eleven and ignore page fourteen, you know. And it's, <laughs> it can get screwy, but yeah, I mean, as long as you've got a general good knowledge of where the good information is, you you just share that with your team, and you're you're on a good start. So that's the so. that's the real that's the real question, isn't it? Where is that knowledge? Where is it? I mean, I I have it because I've been doing this it's for hard. for a decade. I mean, I've got it. It's right here. But I can't. I, I can only make as much information that I have available as as I can. I can't do a job for anybody. Precise. Oh, it's it's very it's hard mining right now. It's it's hard. I mean, I felt that kind of checking in on people that have been around for a good five to ten years now, they've got something figured out. That's helped me to get their knowledge and try to just expand from that and not keep trying to recreate the wheel, kind of, right. so to speak. But it is very difficult. I, I feel your pain. Well, <laughs> it's it, not yeah, fun. It's, it, well, it's something I'm, I'm juxtaposed from that where I sit here and I go, okay, I did this, I did that, you know, I've got experience and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. I know, I know, I know what I know. It's, I'm proficient in cannabis. And so what happens for me is, I get everybody and their brother's mother coming to me and, and holding up their SOPs or holding up their educational curriculum and pontificating from upon high and how they're the smartest and they're the best. And I go, okay, well, uh, what dispensary did you own? What grow did you run? Oh, n- oh, nothing. We, we came from human resources. And I went, well, then shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear this. Like, <laughs> like, dude, go find me a guy with some dreadlocks who's smoking a blunt in a parking lot. I want to talk to him. That's one of the, the conundrums about the industry is you can't look at someone and perceive their value because no, it, not in this, no. not in this. And so there's been this rush of professionalism. And I think it's great because the industry has been a shit show for so many years. And I think that's great. But what, what we're seeing is traditional business structures are running in and they think that their experience in human resources or curriculum development or training directly translates into cannabis expertise and the systems for education and training, they translate. That's just the, that's the framework that the building is built on, but the actual substance of the subject matter, if a person doesn't have that firsthand or or secondhand experience at, at their core, if that isn't their core competency, then, you know, I, I look at it as whether I, I like it or not, I'm a steward of, of people. And I have seen some yep. very predatory practices as far as educational programs. Pay us three payments of $650, and I will give you a certificate that says that I say that you know what you're doing. And nobody right. in the industry gives a shit about that certifying company. Right. Nobody. Right. So, you know, for, yeah. for the job seekers out there, I, I love hungry people. I love people that get after it. Those are my people. It right. it worries me because individuals' ambitions and drive is being leveraged against them, especially now more than ever, to piss away. I mean, I've seen classes for $6,000, and I've just gone, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what? What, <yeah. laughs> what? And What just happened? I'm in the unique position to where when someone comes to me, I say, okay, well, give me the keys and let me see this. Because they want me right. to sell that service to the thousands of job seekers that I have. And at some point in time, yeah. I will. But that thing's got to be thoroughly vetted, and it's got to be vetted by 
the community, there's got to be peer review. There better be dozens and dozens of people that I can go and I can have a conversation with. And I can say, yeah, you know, that guy, he really knows how to grow on soil. And he says that this part, this, this training block is really right. spot on for organic no-till soil cultivation. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> you definitely struck a nerve. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you've seen that. So the real question is, what... And I'm I'm going to plug myself here in a minute, but um, what is the what is the real resource for someone who who wants in the industry and wants to give themselves an advantage? What what did you find was rubber meeting the road? Like, hey, this is the way to, to accelerate your knowledge and make your job easier. What did you what did you find? So the so your question is sorry. What is what is the question again? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> my questions get a little bit uh, convoluted. So I'm going to, I'll cut through what I'm oh, looking. No, you're just, you're just, you're a uh, little trouble hearing you. Sorry. Oh yeah. My, uh, my, my phone microphone is a, such a piece of shit. <laughs> Called it. Yeah. This was recorded before we even had any of this studio equipment and my super smooth, buttery radio quality microphone. So what I'm looking <laughs> for, <laughs> so what I'm looking for is. What was the non nonsense way that you taught your staff? That was accomplished through kind of uh, I don't know how to term it any better than blanket knowledge steps, I guess. And it was uh, it was basically like a uh, Disneyland tour, if you will, to get the wow factor out of somebody. <laughs> um, so you get here's a lot of flour, here's a lot of different gummies and all this stuff and now you know what it looks like so now you focus i'll give them you know 20 seconds okay isn't it neat yep okay <laughs> and then after that step then it's more like here's you start teaching how the sausage is actually made mm. and it's learning that there's a lot of steps in a lot of different products that are exactly the same almost and we're at, at the time all being used primarily the same type of stuff and same processing primarily and then you can okay and then you you start to the next step is the tiny details of why this brand exists and why this brand is here and why we carry this and this and and then you try to introduce if they're open to it which we always recommend is experience you know personal experience and that's always the last supplemental information it's all subjective obviously to each individual but people like to hear that they obviously always want to know what what do you think have you tried it and the last thing you want to do is well i don't know i don't do this and (laughs) you're out it was kind of like a step system so that it wasn't overload of information and then i always strive to never make the bud tender or whoever's in front of a customer feel like it's a test or it's a quiz it should just be a natural conversation about something, a topic that both of you like. It should just be a gradual, you know, you don't have to go into super detail if you don't know, but you have enough knowledge for the customer to feel content that they're safe, they feel happy, they know enough, they can look at the back of the package and get the rest of the details, et cetera, et cetera. I felt that was the best way to, to train staff that didn't know they didn't have a lot of, of background knowledge on it. The big challenge was the flower strains, <laughs> just the never-ending addition to 
to the cannabis library and it was you know kind of kind of the same approach it, it used the vague indica sativa hybrid you know blankets and then go from there and and uh, it really helped out a lot of people and it only worry about what's in store first and then branch out about different strains and stuff like that and you know, get a foothold in so that you can get through the day. And new people are never left alone. They're always buddied up for at least a, you know, at least three days just to just to get a feel for it. You know, so nothing's you know missed or said wrong or anything like that. I mean, customers deserve the the best information you can give them, and so you do you do your part to to, to provide that for them. So. Nice. That's that's a really good insight. Thank you baby duck in the nest how long does that baby duck take to fly on its own the baby duck is the new hire when is that person left to their own devices a month three months two weeks how long before they're they're kind of on their own yeah from a bartender's position i would say i really we put a lot of time in where it was a, a job shadow they were soaring on their own within seven days oh seven, wow eight days yeah good oh yeah they were I mean, we really, we really, we really uh, didn't let up, and you know, like I said, it wasn't overload, so it was, it was a really nice, just a, a nice, graceful additional ad- addition of knowledge, and yeah, they were soaring. It was great. Nice. So yeah, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about you. <laughs> I had a new client come on board. They're going to be opening in Muskegon, <laughs> and uh, okay. they are looking for AGMs. This company is very interesting. I've known their president for, geez, over a year now. They have been quietly building a little army. I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or so to see them really start to stake a claim in the top five largest companies in Michigan. And that's significant. I'm like, okay, there's opportunities here. But they are entrenched here in Grand Rapids. They have operations in Flint and Detroit. Not sure about Lansing, but they have multiple licenses here in Grand Rapids, which is a total shit show. That's, okay. <laughs> you know, that, that is what it is. They're going to be opening in Muskegon. They're looking for a soft opening towards the end of the month. So they're looking for AGMs. I thought of you and I thought, okay, well, that's good timing. So I wanted to touch base with you. I'm, I'm so glad you reached out. Thank you for that. And see if I could connect you with them. They've, they've seen your video. I was on the I was on the phone with them and their executive team yesterday brought you up and they were like, yeah, can put us in connect with that guy. I was like, okay. So they're familiar with you. I'm familiar with you. So you've already got my, my stamp of approval for what it's worth. I'm curious if, if that's something you might be interested in. Yeah. I mean, um, is it possible? Could you, could you shoot me an email with the piece? Cause I don't want to, I'm just to be honest, it's really hard to hear. I can't, hear absolutely everything right now <laughs> you're like you sound you sound like you're getting further and further away i'm like matt where are you going <laughs> yeah can you can you hear me now oh there you are oh <laughs> there you, are. you know what it was is i had my i had my phone far away so that's weird okay so everything everything sounds okay so everything sounds good now yeah yeah okay. so okay so the in in the skegan you said yep and which company was it? Yeah, so it is a company called Cloud Cannabis, and they are okay. formerly Oak Flint. So I don't know if you're familiar okay. with with them, but they've been they they got in the game pretty early, and they have a pretty good presence. I, I've met, I, I've known their president for she's over a year now. I've 
been in constant communication with their hiring manager, had a conversation with some of their board yesterday and their entire executive team. I like them. And the thing is, is like, I will not send people to places that I don't like. (laughs) And that's my prerogative. Yeah. I mean, no, there's no, I don't, I don't need that. And no. So nobody needs that, that. you know, and, and unfortunately it's going to happen. But if I, if I can't have a conversation with, with the board or with the executives and, and, and get to know them and understand them, which is something that I, I put a very concerted effort into, then I just don't do business right. with them. Let, them. let them go someplace else. I don't care. Yeah. So that's a good, good, good thing to follow. Yeah, definitely. You know, because it, it comes back to me, you know, if, if you go to, if you go and work somewhere and you go, geez, Matt, you put me in some hellhole where they're sexually harassing me and they're <laughs> treating me like shit. then, you know, who's the asshole here? It's me. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm not yeah, a, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, interested in that i mean yeah it'd be great to find anything in, in gr or closer to gr right um yeah i'd like to get in touch with them just see you know feel them out see what, see what they're looking for and yeah and this is what i've been pitching to everybody in gr because everybody in gr wants to be in gr and believe me i understand but it's something where this company is on a growth pattern that and because they have such a significant stake here in grand rapids something that if you're if you're upfront with them and you say, "Hey, look, I will come on board in Muskegon and I'll do this, that, and the other," but I want to move from an AGM to a GM position in Grand Rapids, or I want to move into right. a directorship, then then I would just I'd be very candid with them and say, "Hey, look, if you're not if you're not if you can't guarantee that I'm going to be a local and work oh, locally, sure. then I'll go someplace else." Because the truth is, is that the industry right now is hiring managers like. Like it's going out of style and yeah, I, yeah, you know, you're in a great spot. That's that. Right. So you got, <laughs> you, you have options. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It was a very smart. I mean, like you were, you were assertive and you were smart from day one and that made a big difference. So you're in a good position because of right. the choices you made early on. So yeah, right. what I'm going to do is when we jump off, I'm, I'm literally just going to, I'm, I have a call with, with our HR guy in a little bit. Anyway, I am just going to okay. connect you guys. And if he wants a resume or anything like that, then, then I'll let you guys do it. Awesome, man. I'm really curious to see where your career, I mean, for me, it's, it's a, it's kind of like being a spectator at a ball game or something. It's, it's really interesting right. for me <laughs> to see people in their path. And so I really would uh, like to, to see you go from AGM, get into a GM and then move into a directorship. Like that's, to oh, me, that's be, exciting. Be amazing. I would love it. Yeah. And I think that based on yeah, your I mean, taking you along the way too. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. And, and that's something where what I do is I'm, I just want to keep following up. You know, if you, if you take a position with them, great. If you don't, then I'll help you find something else. But every couple, every couple weeks, you know, maybe, maybe once a month or something like that, I'd like to do this again and just say, Hey Tyler, how's it going? You know, what's new? What have you learned? Because it, absolutely, it's really breaking trail and, and shining a light into the darkness and the uncertainty that is work in the industry. And I think that it provides a tremendous resource to people that want to just kind of like look in and go, okay, is this as scary and uncertain as I thought it was? Yeah. It's very valuable to have. Yeah. Very, very, very valuable. Yeah. Oh, you can count on me, man. Anytime. I'm happy to here to help. Yeah, absolutely. So. I'm going to connect you with, uh, with our HR guy. I'll send you, I, I, I'll do that here in a little bit. And, um, okay. Yeah. So thanks. 
thanks for participating, Tyler. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that that everything was was amicable at that other company, and and oh, that you're. Yeah. I appreciate. It. Thank you. You're doing good. Yeah. So, all right, perfect. Well, we'll, we'll be in touch. All right, and you said the the name of that was Cloudco, P L O W. Cloud, cloud, like the things in the the sky. <laughs> they're um, they're they're rebranding. They're rebranding from their old name to their to their new name. So and the the new one. So it was what what were they? It was oak, like oak, like an oak tree, oak flint, and now it's cloud cannabis. Cloud cannabis. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I I don't. Yeah, I have to check them out. That's yeah. Familiar. I would I would just look up oak flint. Uh, they have they have their old site. I don't I don't know. It seems like their their rebranding is pretty new. So uh, okay. I don't I don't know where they're at with. Flint. Flint. Oak like the tree, Flint like the town. Flint like the town, yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Beautiful. I'll check them out, man. Perfect. Well, thanks for thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was an interview with Tyler. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see, as I told him, I'm really curious to see where he where he goes. You know, I I like seeing people come in. And then like, like Drake, you know, started at the bottom and now we're here. I like seeing for me, what I want to see is I want to see someone come into the industry and then move into the executive and then from the executive move into entrepreneurship that like you said, Matt, what's the point in all this? What do you want? That's what I want. I want to see people take advantage of the opportunities to gain experience and get paid. You don't need at this point in time, you don't need a college degree to do this, the best thing you can do is get real world experience and then leverage that into a, a specialized degree and move up the ladder. I mean, there is, there has not been an opportunity like this in our lifetime. And that's further exclamated by what's happening with this global pandemic. Most of the states that have medical marijuana programs have shielded them by designating them essential, which I think is going to be a, a cornerstone for further legalization and banking reform. And I think that's, that's unbelievably necessary. And I think everybody in the industry would agree it's a, it's a big, it's a big issue, but I'm really, I'm, I'm grateful to the legislatures and the governors who did that because it's creating an opportunity for gainful employment. And we're seeing townships like Morency, Michigan, which is just a very small town at the Southeast corner having a economic buffer from the from the revenues generated by their cannabis businesses. You know, they're building 200 acre facilities with multiple operators in it. You know, they've got money coming in for public works and for funding and they've got jobs coming in where we're seeing so many jobs disappear. The cannabis industry is providing those jobs. So if you're thinking about getting into an industry where there's upward mobility and there's growth and career development. Now is the time most certainly to get in and we're here to help. You can call into the cannabis resume hotline Tuesdays through Thursdays, noon to two Eastern standard time. And that phone number is 616-206-3240. Again, 616-206-3240. You can reach out to me and our team at, contact at rcannabis.org 
OURcannabis.org. And then if you are looking for a job, then hop on to handgrown.jobs, fill out your profile to 100%, that's really important, and upload a resume and get ready to enter the exciting essential industry that is cannabis. This is Matt Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you smash that subscribe button, download this episode, share it with anyone, friends or family that are interested in working in the industry. And if you have questions, thoughts, concerns, make sure you fire those off to us at the email contact at rcannabis.org. And I will field those questions. If you want to participate in the podcast as a human resources director or manager, as a business owner or an entrepreneur, or as, or as someone who's working in the industry, or as someone who's just really curious about working in the industry, reach out. It, it costs nothing. It could help other people, and it could help you. So this is Matt Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the Weedworks podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. So this is the after-after interview review. And, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting to go back and just re-listen to this podcast as an update. Tyler did take a job with Cloud Cannabis, and I am going to reach out to him tomorrow afternoon and see how things are going. So Tyler, for those of you that don't know, Tyler has been fully engaged in the process since we did our job fair in 2019. He came out, ended up landing a job at his first company, worked there, did well, and then moved on, found a transition pretty much right off the bat. I mean, that just shows how you can, with experience in the industry, how you can just swing from monkey bar to monkey bar. And it's been, I'd have to look at my notes, but I think it's been a couple months since I've talked to him. I'm really curious to see how the companies compare, how his experiences are different culturally, and what's the same. You know, I have my ideas, but I want to hear it from him. Stay tuned. Subscribe to the Weedworks Blunt Talk about working in marijuana podcast for that update with Tyler. I really want to hear more stories like Tyler's where it's fascinating to see somebody come in on day one. It's got to be like being a teacher. You just see people grow up. You just see people go through the process. It's really cool to see how their ideas and perceptions have changed as they spend more time in the industry. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really good. <laughs> I enjoy this very much. So thanks for listening and for bearing through the... <laughs> The multiple fuck-ups. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Matt Hoffman for the third time. I think I signed off like three times. And then also, the next step, next week, we're going to have Jerome, who is part of the Morency City Leadership. I've cited Morency so many times on this podcast. And what I've noticed is that every single episode, I say that it's a different size acreage. One episode, it's like 70 acres. Next one is 200, 150. So we're going to talk to Jerome. We're going to find out how actu- how big that actual cannabis park is because I have no fucking clue. It's just big, apparently. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field.